Are you being called to really step it up in your service to spirit? And maybe that stepping up requires some more wealth and prosperity for you to really make the impact that you're feeling in your heart you need to make. Well, today's guest, Corinne Grillo, is the author of Angel Wealth Magic and The Angel Experiment, which you may remember she was on the podcast uh, a couple years ago with that book. And she's here to talk about making that big leap of faith and then allowing it to expand you, allowing yourself to be in service, allowing yourself to receive prosperity, really allowing yourself to have your whole team give you everything you need to be in service the way you know in your heart you're meant to be. Join us to find out more. Before we start this episode, I, Carrie Hummingbird, and I, Akeem Sami, want you to know that you are invited. You're invited to, to join, join Soul Nectar Tribe. Tribe. If you like what you hear on Soul Nectar Show, you will love being in person with us in Soul Nectar Tribe. We invite you to check it out. First 30 days is free. Right now, go to carryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com, forward slash membership, and sign up. We'll, we'll see you at our, our next, next tribe gathering. And now, on to the show. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is greater than us, to the great mystery beyond the veil, to that synchronicity that leads us inexorably towards a deeper understanding of ourselves and others in this beautiful planet we call home, Mother Earth. We're so grateful to be here. At least I am. Hope you are too. And I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird. I love these conversations. Been having them week after week after week after week for at least, I don't know, six years or more. Maybe it's seven by now. It could be because... Yeah, I think it might be because uh, I started this uh, even before I met Akeem. And gosh, we're like heading into year seven. So maybe it's been that long. Can you believe that? If you've been listening to me that long, do you still like me? You still like these conversations? (laughs) Please keep showing up. Anyway, otherwise, why am I doing this? So I'm so glad that you're here. You know, what's on my heart today is that my wonderful friend, Corinne Grillo, is back with us. Welcome, Corinne. I'm great to be here. Thanks uh, for having me, Carrie. So glad you're here. And Corinne is just a really wonderful friend and, you know, walk the sacred path with me, the Red Road and Mother Earth. And I'm just coming back from the Ceremony of Light and celebrating the Virgin of Guadalupe, also known as Tenonzin and also known as Mother Earth, Great Mother, and just praying all night long in ceremony and feeling my heart open and feeling the true prayer, the humble prayer come forth and just being willing to see the parts of me that are real, authentic, true. And then the parts of me that are trying, you know, really trying to do it right and trying to say the right thing and trying to be the right thing and and trying to look the right way and, and hoping that it's correct. And it was funny because when I went for my prayer, I just surrendered and my prayer was, Kind of like my soul talking to me like, hey, I know we just need to go and do the thing that we were told to do. And we just need to go do it and stop asking questions about it and stop doubting that it could be so and just go and trust that in the moment, in the now, following the nudge and the guidance and the, you know, the path that's lit up and the thing in your heart that you know is true and just go and do it and be it, follow that path. And then in the moment, you'll know what to say. Maybe nothing, maybe something, but you will know in that moment what's right. And just trust that if you're listening, you'll know. And so I've been really comforting myself and also sticking a little booty in my butt to get out of my house and 
this is one way of, of being in the world on this podcast, but there's also like just being with people, just venturing, just going to shake hands and witness and see and be in the presence of and in this disconnected world. I really feel like that's what we need right now. We need each other. We need to stop hiding. At least I need to stop hiding. I need to come and be the person I came here to be and not even make any big deal about it. So what? Doesn't matter. Just be a human with other humans. Show up. So this is kind of the energy that I'm coming into the space with. And then I see my my wonderful friend, Corinne, and it's like, oh, look at her. She's totally shifted. It's amazing. So fast, path of transformation. Not even the same. And if you guys, if you guys go back and watch the other interview with Corinne, it was a couple of years ago. We did an interview on the last book that did really well, right? It was a bestseller. It did really great. And you, I'll just put it in the show notes. You guys, go take a look. Like if you want to know if transformation's real, go take a look at that other interview and then watch this one. Really? <laughs> yes, because you can tell interview. That's why I love these recorded interviews because you can go back and watch mm-hmm. and see the transformation unfold. So go wow. back, watch the other one. Now come back to this one. So Corinne, you yes. know, I have your like bio and all that. Let me just like a couple, because it's important to say a few things. Corinne Grillo, we're going to do this traditional part. Is the elder <laughs> okay. of Angel Wealth Magic and the Angel Experiment. She is also a Chicana and Puerto Rican mother, a licensed psychotherapist, visionary leader, inspirational speaker, and proprietor of the Casa Condor Retreat Center in Mount Shasta, California. Karin offers online trainings in authentic spiritual leadership, nature immersions, intuitive healing arts, in-person trainings, and she's dedicated her life to sharing the life-changing gifts she received while learning to work with the angels. And this is completely true. It's all true. I know her personally. It's true. So take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't already decided I'm crazy, then you'll really appreciate what my word is telling you. So Karin, how are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm doing pretty good today. Thanks for thanks for asking. <laughs> and thanks for that beautiful opener as well. Yeah, I'm just getting in my heart lately. It's just coming in. <laughs> Gotta stay yeah. within my heart. And yeah, you know, Corinne, I've known you for a long time. And I know for everybody that's listening, we already shared the story of how Corinne got connected with the angels. So if you want that story, you have to go watch the other interview because we're not going to cover old ground. So update yourself go watch the other interview links in the show notes. We're going to move forward from there. So in this past year, you've had a major transformation. And I would say like every single person on earth in this past year has had some kind of big transformation, either that or completely tried to prevent it. So you embraced yours. Do you want to tell us anything about your transformation? I know you you started a whole retreat center, Casa Condor near Mount Shasta. I mean, that's a huge huge change in your life. And I know you bring groups there to do transformation work. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that change and where you really feel that is bringing you? Yeah. Okay. Let me feel into this story here because it's really nothing I've talked about publicly (laughs) quite, but uh, I think the important aspect that Spirit's bringing in right now is that it started with probably cataclysmic feeling like I'm about to lose my shit, like I'm going to die. Like I had overextended myself when it came to stress levels and projects and, you know, just talk about like, oh, just get out there and do the thing. Well, I did the thing. And I've, you know, already like my businesses are, I've already done a lot of leaps of faith and, you know, I've built an entire thing, but this one was the dream, the next dream. This is a dream that I had had about, 25 years ago to have a space where I could bring people to and help them make a deeper connection. Uh, And this was when I was getting a master's degree in psychology. I didn't quite know what I would do with the property, but I envisioned acreage and a place where like a sanctuary to bring people. So I got a wild hair in December. I saw that on social. I was like, I know. And then I, I bought the damn property. Okay. And I mean, it was amazing because I could buy a property, you know, which is like so cool. Which is why um, you teach Angel Wealth Magic, which we're going to get why, to, yeah. which is a new book. But yeah. Hence the book, right? So I did that and it's four and a half hours away. And I'm telling you, the second that I bought that property, it was massively 
initiation energy. It was, everything was going wrong, which is not generally how things work in my life. I mean, it was notable. (laughs) It was notable. I was getting, okay, for the first time in my life, getting hit on by like contractors. And I don't really put on a, put out a vibe of like, I'm hit onable in general. Like I'm not that, that girl. I mean, you know, I've come to grips with that. So all of a sudden, all of these bizarre kind of weird things are happening. And I hired a personal assistant to help because it's a brand new house. I, I, and there was a retreat coming three months after that. And I thought that was going to be plenty of time (laughs) to furnish the whole thing. Anyways, hell, it was pure. Can I say an F-bomb? Yeah, you can. Because I'll just mark it explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're fucking hell. I mean, it was hell. It was like a mental breakdown. I stress was like, you know, coming up my shoulders. And I was so terrorized to have my first group there because I eventually got the things done, but it didn't come easy. And so, oh, fuck, like what's going to happen? What's really going to happen here? Am I going to lose my shit? Is this a bad idea? And it was probably a solid three or four months of pure torture. And then at the same time, I'm having to sell spots to this retreat. So I'm like, it's wonderful. And then on the inside, I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. So because that's like what real life, like we're out there, you know, selling our courses or whatever, like putting on a good face, but on the inside dying. But it was worse. It was, I know, but it was worse than usual. That's what I'm saying. Because it happens to me every time, but not like this. This was like life and death. I mean, when you spend that, I mean, this is a house in California. When you spend that much cash, it shit gets real really fast. And so luckily the people that were coming had just graduated from my six-month training. So they knew me already. They knew kind of some of the situation. And during that week, I was taken into a zone where I could not eat and I could not sleep. So, and I wasn't nervous. It was just, when they were there, I was fine, but it was this process of almost like a forced vision quest while I'm surrounded by 25 people who are paying. (laughs) And I'm supposed to keep my shit together with no sleep, no food. And uh, what happened to me was this total, just an intense experience of surrender is the best I can call it. The house's name is Casa Condor, and it's because when I connected with the property, it was Condor Spirit, California Condor Spirit, that wanted to come and hold hold the space there. And uh, Condor Spirit started just talking straight through me, and I wasn't expecting that. And I started moving differently. I mean, it was this whole thing. And then my ancestors came, and I could feel the multiplicity inside of me speaking through me. It wasn't like, oh, I'm connecting with my ancestors out here. It's like Literally, all of a sudden, I felt like a cholo, okay? My ancestors from East LA rolled up. My ancestors from Puerto Rico, all the healers, all the oracles came. And then it just blew everything I'd done in the past out of the water, period. I mean, it was just being so connected, so plugged in. And all the people there were feeling like all of their own elevation, like all of us just kind of shot off to the next level together. So that experience, I thought after that week was done that, okay, I'm going to come off the mountain, like come back to myself. And that never, that didn't happen. I mean, it's I'm more myself now than I was, but it took a solid three months for me to recover and integrate the new aspects of my, my awareness, I guess, that came through. It's nothing that I asked for. <laughs> it just kind of happened. I couldn't type for about six weeks, I would have to dictate to my assistant, okay, I'm putting some words down, but Condor only likes to type in capital letters and doesn't like put punctuation. It was like relearning how my hands worked through this new essence that was animating through me. So that's kind of my public... And you were releasing your book or finishing your book at the same time, weren't you? I mean... (laughs) We'll see. How did that work? Was it at the same time? No, luckily, oh my gosh, luckily... I think I finished that before the retreat. I think I, you know, that was already locked. I was have, still having to do edits, which was grueling because I, I just was like, who wrote this book? What did I say? And then I had to write write in some newer things. Um, so yeah, it was tough. It was really tough. It was notable in my, fa- my family. They're all laughing at me because I, it was like dealing with a, like a really playful 
child that you really don't want to cross. Because my, <laughs> inten- my intensity level was like up from, from like a 10 up to like a 40. So you better watch your boundary with me. Because, hey, children, be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful. And you know what? And I know there's a lot up in the space, right? So I love that you're sharing this because this is part of transformation work. And it doesn't matter if you're leading others or you're simply leading your family or you're just leading yourself. It doesn't matter. Anytime you up-level, like you up-leveled, you did the thing, the big thing, you up-leveled, you're going to have like the <laughs> the upgrade, right? Like now the whole of you has to upgrade to match that up-level. And so you you get expanded past your boundary, like past your, the place you know you can keep your shit together. You get pushed way past that. And then you get to learn how to hold your shit together way past your boundaries. Way so far past my... <laughs> I had nothing left. By the middle of that week, I'm like, look, you guys, I don't know what's going to happen today. So you guys, you know, you guys each have responsibility for yourselves and whatever comes through, don't blame me. (laughs) Everybody is up-leveling at the same time because they're in this family. I know. So it's like, I'm I'm literally breaking in front of these folks, (laughs) laughing my ass off. I've never blasphemed so much in one street all this blasphemy was coming out. i mean these are angel people people who came <laughs> and i was like what the fuck it was so here's what it was so purely real authentic not trying to be anyone for any motherfucker like all of my roles dismantled all at once what a female is got turned on its head because i was aware of the man inside of me so i'm literally like part cholo. I dress like a cholo mostly (laughs) in life now. So it was just like, I just could not give a fuck all of a sudden and was dropping so many jokes. We're all laughing. And it was such a beautiful experience, but a total, total dissolution of the personality for a while. So this other aspect of myself could emerge and and say hello. (laughs) And then after that, you know, I had to like figure out what to do about it. Yeah, well, those aspects, and actually that does have to do with wealth too, I believe, is that healing of the masculine. You know, if you're in a feminine body, that healing and the integration with the masculine energy, which is the provider energy, is like can be on the inside and not be waiting for some guy on the outside to provide, which you and I have also had a conversation about that. So we know like this is a journey, right? So it's like, it's like really embracing the deep power, you know, the deep wisdom of the integration of those aspects of self, mm-hmm. which truly, and this is coming through me right now, so I'm saying this for the first time, which truly deeply is the mother <laughs> because yes. the mother births both, right? Oh, yeah. So like comes down to the mother and then the mother is like the deepest place within us that, and this is for, it doesn't matter what body you're in. It's like that that deep mother inside. Yeah. I mean, and that, that was another aspect of it. So that kind of channeling I was doing, it was instant. It was automatic. And, you know, Guadalupe's slathered all over my property. I consider it like a just a, a portal into the desert of Mexico. But yeah, mother energy, the nurturing energy that was oozing out of the land after we kind of took the cork off of the land, it is like mother's milk. And so me becoming integrated with my masculine and also my animal. So like I am part condor, part cholo, part corinth, right? And and other stuff. <laughs> but but just being aware of my identities, I guess, which as a psychotherapist, you could look at it as kind of multiple personality disorders, but it's very cohesive still. It's not split off. It's just, I'm just aware of all of us. And okay, who's leading today? But yeah, the mother is so freaking big, right? It was so authentic and beautiful. And the teachings that were coming through, it was like a massive coordination of all the animals. Like when I would open new directions, all the animals would come. It was like, we have an ongoing joke instead of being snow white, being snow brown. Because like whenever she opens her mouth, like all the vultures would come, you know, because the vulture is really aligned with with, uh, with spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same family. And they're, yeah, they're so, actually very family oriented. So yeah, I mean, I, I have a deep love for the carcass eaters. So I mean, it was beautiful. And yeah, the mother who's who's really emerging in all of us in very unique ways to to in a sense help us embody and express 
the facets of her diamond, her beingness, and you know my experience of her has been so inclusive and uh, nurturing and loving in even more deep and palpable way. And so, you know, I love Carrie your your work because you you know you speak a lot about the power of the mother Pachamama and. And I think that a lot of people just still kind of see it as this thing we're going to talk about because it's, you know, that's what we're going to talk about. And that's what shamans talk about, um, right? Or like there's a lot of conversation about the divine feminine rising and it's this really like, yeah, kind of thing. But I feel it's dropped into a deeper level for a lot of us. The access to her is dropping deeper, almost like humanity or humans have an ability to embody the spirit more. And it's not an intellectual process like it is for so many people pretending that their spirituality, their connection to spirituality is mostly an intellectual exercise. It's not a fully embodied exercise. And so there is so much opportunity for us to open up our bodies to become animated through her. Yeah, I love that you just said that. And then I'm going to tie it back to prosperity, which is what your book's about really is that wealth is like, let's just say when you allow the mother to fully embody you because or you just acknowledge it's not even really acknowledge it's it's acknowledging acknowledging that you are her because what else is your body made of it's not made of mars yeah it's made of earth so it's like when we acknowledge i'm made of you dear mother i am made of you and you gave me my body you gave me this life. You gave me the food to nourish myself. You gave me breath. You gave me a heart that beats. And you even gave me a way to align it with you so that if I'm out of balance, I can come back home. It's like, wow, how giving and embracing that aspect of ourselves, you know, and really getting deep into the body rather than trying to avoid it. A lot of, like you said, a lot of, even a lot of people that consider themselves to be very spiritual or light workers, they don't want anything to do with the body. They don't want to get in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, get away from me, earth. Yeah. And then people trying to like fly to other planets, like hope that their earth body works on some other foreign planet. Good luck. I don't think your Good earth luck. body is going to work on any other planet. Like you're Good made luck. earth. So, so true. So true. You better I, get your ass content with earth. <laughs> I million percent agree. I a million percent agree because I work a lot in those spiritual communities <laughs> that I meet. And that's like my first, especially when I'm doing long-term trainings with people, like you better get right with yourself on the planet first. So don't worry about your aliens just yet because it's not, it's just going to make you crazy unless you, you're right with planet earth and with Pachamama. So yeah, I agree. It's it's there's so much magic here. There's so much magic in the way the divine animates and and conspires through the earth and through our bodies is so pure magic. But it takes us a while, those of us who have deeply sensitive hearts, to want to fucking be here. It takes a while. It takes you know. a while because it does. You know, it's pain. There's pain and pleasure, you know, and the yeah. pain part is hard to endure. And so you got to build your pain muscle in order yeah. to endure it and transmute yeah. things into gold. But that's what we're here for. And the more that we can do that and embody, I love you're talking about the embodiment, the more that we can face those wealth demons, right? And we can open up more access to the true abundance, which doesn't need us groveling down on our knees. That's She doesn't want us groveling on our knees to her. She wants us standing up, following guidance, and following our hearts and doing good things. That's what she wants us to do. To yeah. The planet. Yeah. And I, I, from my experience, she also <laughs> wants us to partake, celebrate. Celebrate. To, enjoy to, your to body. Laugh. Enjoy your life. Laugh. Enjoy yeah. your pleasure to be, to experience pleasure and to move away from all of this hardcore, like, I have a responsibility and I have a duty. I have a duty to, and like away from that shit and into like authentic joy and the authentic joy of serving and just, yeah, not taking it all so seriously. I, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Carrie, if you saw my book, the new one, the back cover, you know, I, yes. I, 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 my publisher refused to put that that picture. On I know. Book. And I, I want, yeah, I, you guys, it's like on the back cover. It's a beautiful picture. 
They they refused because they wanted me to to be the center of attention. But I'm like, when it comes to wealth, I am not the center of attention. It's her. uh, And it's this, you know, mural of this like beautiful goddess standing behind me. It's like a, you know, a, a mural painting. But it's like this kind of stuff, you know, little acts of disruption of like, look, it's not about me because they they wanted they want you to, you know, I'm wearing a baseball cap. I look like a thug in there, a baseball cap. And like they want me to be all pretty. And I'm like, I'm not in the pretty mood today. And for this book, it's not about being pretty. It's about wealth. And the secret to wealth is about something bigger than me. Yes. Talk about that. It's about something bigger than me. So when we make our prayers for wealth and we make them for me. How effective is that versus expanding our prayer circle to include more than just ourselves? Talk about that. Yeah, well, it's, you know, if we feel always, we constantly feel like we are the center of attention. And this is our fundamental problem. But when we learn to put our center of attention to something that's divine, to something that is beautiful and powerful, and we see life through her eyes, right? then we can see that we're just brothers and sisters. Some of us are like the crazy uncles that we don't want to go to Thanksgiving dinner with. Like, oh, fuck, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be around that person. But, you know, for me, the internal wealth comes from, yes, I'm going to ask for a boatload of cash. And also I want to do it because I want to make that link to inspire others, to inspire other women, to bring the, to elevate what's possible for all of us. And so when we, we can have our individual need, but when we cross it with, with the collective, when we connect it with the collective, then we boost our power. We boost all of our power. So yeah, through the wealth magic process, uh, you know, we, we, I talk a lot about angels and, and stuff like that, but fundamentally, the great mother gave birth to all of that. And so, you know, a lot of my work is just kind of, because I think the masculine was really like, mm, you know, it's like an erect penis, like, boom, just me. And then <laughs> the feminine, the, the, the it's feminine. It's all about me. Erect, the circle, erect the a statue. The, I mean, even just that word, erect a statue. It's like, it's like, bro, you're right out. Yeah. Standing up yeah. and standing out. Exactly. So here I am. Here I am. Right. Here's my penis. And then the feminine is like the, the wrap around. She wraps around it. Right. She she contains it, if you will. So my philosophy is that you know, we've heard of the I am and the I am movements and and so much of the teaching that's been coming through me, at least over the summer, was that we're moving from I am to we are. Yes. And we so are. we are we are both and we speak. So there's this false notion that, okay, I'm a teacher and you're a student and blah, blah, blah. But if we realize like everyone's sharing medicine equally. So I have as much to gain from my students as they have to gain from me. It's equal. It's a collaboration. Everything's a collaboration. There's no no hierarchies and none of that. It's we. <laughs> yeah, it's we. And, you know, and, and guru is not a dirty word. It just means teacher. But it's in a context. It's like you're right now, like I'm not an expert on motorcycles, but if somebody was and I wanted to learn about that, they are the guru of motorcycles and I'm going to to them to learn. And then I'm done learning that. I go off and I'm going to teach spirituality or I'm going to share what I know about this. So it's like we all have something to teach and share with each other. Mm -hmm. So it's not a static. I think we're, we're getting rid of static. There's no more static status. Like, you're on a pedestal above everybody else forever. No, you're not. And you're never, it's not a good place to be anyway, because you can get knocked off of there. It's not fun. Mm. You know, so I think that we, we have, and I love that you said about that, you know, we stop looking at other planets. It's nice to know that, I mean, I was really happy to learn, you know, okay, I'm Pleiadian. I'm really glad to know that. Thank you. Thanks for telling me. Now I know who I am or where I came from, but now I'm on earth. I'm part Earth. Exactly. I bet. So I'm on Earth as a Pleiadian. That means I'm part Earth, part Pleiadian. So, and whatever other star systems I've been to. So it's like, do we have to keep defining it? That's kind of like the whole question of humanity. I believe that we're placed here in human suits so that we could learn to accept each other. Honestly, it's coming to that. And then we're so, we look different. And then we do the same thing we do to each other when we're star people. But you're green. I don't like green, but you're purple. I don't like purple, but you have that weird like googly eye thing. I don't like that. You know, now we all look basically the same and we're still like making differences. So we have to stop othering and start weeing. 
Start weeing. Yeah, start seeing it. And instead of building walls, build bridges with each other, right? Which is really as polarizing as things have been. All all the things have been so polarizing. It is either going to turn us into extremists or help us get to work on the inside, learning how to build bridges instead of building walls, which we all are at risk of and probably did did for a while. And so my arc is, uh, yeah, seeing it. Okay, that's my brother speaking. I so strongly disagree. I so strongly disagree with him. But fundamentally, he's pretty cute in his ridiculousness as far as brothers go. You know, it doesn't mean I want to hang out with him, but... It doesn't mean I want to play his game right now, but I know I see I see the game he's playing. Um, the answer is going to be no, but nice try. And <laughs> you know we're all doing our best, <laughs> exactly. And we can kind of chuckle about it and accept him, even as he's doing his thing. It's kind of yeah. like I was listening to Wild Mercy uh, audiobook and Mirabai Stars, the author of that, and she was talking about how she was all like ready for female empowerment, and then Donald Trump got elected. <laughs> She was like, ever the whole world is going straight to hell. And she was straight directly up, to hell, directly to hell. And she was going to give up her book. And she's like, wait a second. Okay. After I got calm and I got centered again, I said, oh, this is the perfect thing to happen right now for divine feminine to express itself because we're about everyone. We're about all of life. We're about accepting all the aspects, like you said, of that diamond, the fractal of mother earth, the, of the consciousness, accepting everything that's coming through as part of, and that it's all evolving, you know, as part of a conversation, the more we choose to evolve in that conversation. And the greater we cast our net, the more prosperity actually flows to us because we're bringing home more of ourselves. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, I, that just came out of my mouth. So I'm hoping that you know okay. how to explain that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which part? What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> so talk about the wealth and like the wealth blockers. What is a wealth blocker in this context? And how would you increase and expand your prosperity mm. through accepting and allowing and embracing other parts of human consciousness that maybe you don't agree with. Yeah, well, I think this as soon as we realize we're projecting and judging something outside of us, it's an indicator that it's something to look at inside one way or the other. I find the more the more butt hurt we get, it equally matches how how much power you given to other people. So when you mm. catch yourself being so freaking butthurt, that's the opposite of having the resilience, strength, and fortitude to take those sacred actions you're being guided to take to be able to make some good shit happen for you. Because if we stay in this victimized state, how can you actually dream bigger if you're concerned about this conspiracy theory over here about, you know, the big brother watching or whatever? You know, there's there's tons of stuff, tons of stuff on the appetizer platter. So as opposed to dumping our energy into these buckets that really harm us, they shrink our hearts. Instead of dumping energy there, if we dump energy into ourselves and say, hmm, what's possible? We align ourselves. We call in like, in, you know, I work with angels. Well, I work with a lot of amazing beings, but angels is, you know, this is this is the book. Using that power instead of projecting it outside and being butthurt out there, go in here. What are you freaking distracting yourself from? Yeah. And <laughs> oh, then you, we... you want it? You want to get up in some drama, a little chaos addiction, perhaps? Okay, what are you distracting yourself from? And so wealth blockers are the big ass demons that live inside of us that are kind of distracting us or making us feel smaller than we are, or, you know, those kinds of things. So in the book, you know, we I talk a, about some of those and give some solutions or some exercises to, to help people identify those kind of sneaky little things that they're doing to trick themselves. Yeah, putting your attention outside of yourself instead of on the inside and wanting to stop what's going on out there rather than like looking inside and saying, what's the solution inside me? What can I do today that makes a difference? And that's going to make a difference as yeah. opposed to tantruming, right? Yeah, tantrums, they don't They're they fun. get attention, but they don't really create good energy. This is kind of like the Celestine prophecy revealed all that to us. It was like, okay, when you put negative attention on negative attention, you create more negative energy and negative and negative, negative, negative exactly. and it grows. And then I when mean, you put the energy on the positive, it grows too. So yeah, exactly. It's like, so it's not about spiritual bypassing because I think a lot of people, when they look at political issues or whatever, a lot of spiritual folk are like, oh, I'm beyond that. 
I've transcended it. it. I've transcended <laughs> it. These are merely human affairs. And it's like, okay. Let you me are just, human. <laughs> let me just, okay, I'm pretty sure. Let me just touch that. Yes, yeah, still here. Okay, still not, human. Quite asc- not quite ascended yet. Let's get real, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe in your imagination, you're a fifth dimensional being, but right now, okay, here's what I'm seeing. <laughs> How's your life down on the ground? That's what's so funny is that book, uh, book The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, when I was writing, I was channeling that and they already knew it was a trap. I was like, oh my God, you're trapping people who want to escape this planet and being human. Holy shit, you're doing that. And I was like, <laughs> I just let it happen. I was like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Oh so yeah, God. because we do want to transcend it, but we can't, Corinne. What There's happens no need. when we try There's... to transcend the humanity of us, then what happens to our prosperity? Yeah, well, it takes the fuel, the energy away from your physical life. So it's disruptive to your relationships, to your love relationships, and to your wealth capacity. Um, If you're, again, escaping the planet and things like that, it's very, it's the opposite of the energy that you need. And to fully embrace your wealth capacity, you have to be freaking down with being here, like enjoy it. For me, I see it as like, oh, there's this code I'd like to crack, right? It's like a puzzle, putting puzzle pieces together. And, you know, it can be so, so fun. Uh, But yeah, you know, the spiritual community is like a little tricky, right? They trick themselves into thinking like, oh, I have to be an ascendant or be a better person. You don't really have to do anything. Just do some cool shit in the world and it's going to happen. Do fun stuff. So, like make a dream happen and see what happens. You before you know it, you you might morph into a freaking condor cholo. You know, you could surprise yourself. <laughs> yeah. And enjoying your life too. Like, let's say I fully experienced, and, and those of you have been with me for a long time, thank you for staying during this learning process. But I I have fully experienced what happens when I'm in my full judgment about the humanity part and like judging it shouldn't be this or shouldn't be that, or like, let's transcend that icky, crappy stuff. And, and it's like, be a better, you know, more spiritual. I did that at the beginning as everybody does. And I was like, yeah, so it's like, that a, is not it's a process. fun. It sucks, it sucks being around somebody that's being like that, you know? Yeah. And what's more fun is being around somebody who accepts the humanity of it. Like, yeah, you're a human being. Yeah, you're going to be angry. Yeah, you're going to be hateful. And Corinne, yes. like one of the people I know that has for a long time accepted those parts of being human. And that makes you easier to be around when you accept it. Yeah. And, it, you know, accepting ourselves, I think, is is one of the keys, like so, so deeply accepting yourself and without feeling compelled, like you have to change it or else something's going to have, there's going to be some, you know, I'm just going to be a better person. You know, it, I'm deeply over that. <laughs> I'm deeply over that. But something I want to say about the back to the political thing. So I do tantrum and I see what's happening. And like, you know, with the women's rights and all of that, dude, you know, that, that enrages me. The thing is, the difference is, is okay, there's some rage. You let yourself tantrum. And then back inside, what is my role? What can I personally do to impact this issue in a healthy way, you know, in a productive way rather than in another way? Like some people really are here to just freaking raise hell, right? And warrior up and do that. I feel, you know, I'm, I'm down with that too, right? But that's not generally my role, right? So you have to know your lane and don't compromise because you think the right thing to do is to get out on the streets and do this. I mean, everybody has a different, is participating in different ways, but we have to understand what our lane is. Yeah, because without the Donald Trumps taking their role on and and doing their really good job of exemplifying all the shadow patterns that have been in operation for the last thousands of years, we wouldn't have been so stirred up to go, I hate those patterns. Like, I'm yeah. sick of that. I mean, there's lots of men who saw that too. And were like, this is awful. I never want to be like no. that. The answer is yeah. no, I never want to be that guy. I hate that yeah. stuff, you know? So yeah. like, we have to see it. Somebody's got to hold the role. Somebody has to put it in our face and show us. Well and, played. You know, and yeah, good, good Bravo. job. Bravo. <laughs> good performance. Chef's <laughs> kiss to that. Yeah. yeah, you helped us really decide we don't want to be that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so so now what? We get to choose. And, you know, my role is, is a little bit spunky, you know, a little feisty. And some t- people come in and they think it's going to be one way. But there's a little trickster inside me that kind of... I know. You're a little rebel rouser. I love like, it. Like, it just goes like this and people go, but you, I thought you were for... I, oh, 
You were just showing me. Like, yes, <laughs> I was. I don't even know I'm doing that. That's the best part because that's yeah. how I'm designed. So I'm mm. kept in the dark a lot. So I just, you know, actions. <laughs> I only understand myself later. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> otherwise, I'd tell everybody. <laughs> so, so, you know, you have to kind of know your lane and get comfortable with it. Right. Mm. And then the more comfortable with you are with yourself, it's like, just like, let's just like streamline this. The more comfortable you are with yourself and how you're meant to be, how you're designed, the more your prosperity is going to grow because you're not blocking yourself anymore. Right. Yeah. When I wrote the book, I, you know, since we're start, you know, since you're going to flag this as explicit, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, so the wealth blockers originally were called wealth cock blockers, but my, your publicist would not let her say that. My publicist wouldn't let me say cock, but so, um, she's too respectable for that. (laughs) <laughs> Look at me. I'm gonna I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> me lady, we don't say things like that. I'm a lady. <laughs> oh, I forgot I where I was going with that. I probably just wanted to say cock out loud. You might have just wanted to say it, you know, just to say just to claim that. But I know. <laughs> at any rate, this, <laughs> let's just say it's not a mystery. It, it is a mystery until it's not. It's really the more aligned you get with yourself, the more the money comes in. The more that you're accepting yourself, you're really just accepting who you are. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, that's, that's really I, the thing. Yeah. It's about self-acceptance. It, well, it's really about seeing it first, because a lot of people have the assumption that what what they're experiencing, what they're, what they're filtering through their inner experience of how they experience life is just that's the way it is. And so first you have to see the dynamic that's stopping you and then accept it. Like, I see you. I accept you. And what am I going to do? What's my conscious choice that I'm making now about this? So one of the wealth blockers that I talk about that's pretty major, especially for spiritual folk, is shame. And people carry a lot of shame about asking for more cash. A lot of folks, maybe they have a programming of not feeling worthy growing up in sinner culture and things like that. Like they're not worthy or of asking more. A lot of people don't like to be visible. They assume that they're just shy or introverted when often it's just trauma as early childhood trauma that makes them kind of shrink back when they, they're so at a soul level, they're meant to kind of show up a little bit more with a little more force and fire. So there's a lot of different ways that we will unconsciously block ourselves and tell ourselves stories about us as if we know us. And I'm here to say, we don't know who we are. Yeah. And we, you know, we do get these memories. I mean, as we wake up, we start to realize, oh, I had this past life where I was burned at the stake for, you know, using my power, things like that. But that's just an old story. That's, I mean, it's not a, it's a life experience you had, but it's not happening right now. So this is kind of like, you have to kind of be present, like you said. In the presence, we know who we are. In the presence, mm-hmm. we take the next step. Mm-hmm. In the presence, we don't let these old stories or these ancestral patterns or these cultural expectations stand in the way because in the presence, we're just simply acting from the presence. Yes. From the now. Yes. And yes. that we might be aware of that in the presence and then still move forward. Still move forward in a powerful way and knowing that direction and being willing to to take a lot of positive risks, terrorizing risks. And, uh, you know, in the book, I, 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 because usually like I'll, so it's an 11 day ritual at the end of the book with, yeah, I saw know, that. Mm-hmm. with angels, but the first part of the book is really, yeah. Like looking in these territories and also getting commitment, like, okay, you picked up a book called angel wealth magic. Why? What does that mean for you? What's the story around money? Like all of this stuff first so that, you know, when you get to the actual ritual, the energy is more likely to stick and you can be more magnetic because like this magic is intensely powerful. It's good magic. I mean, I've had a lot of people do this process with me over the last couple of years and (laughs) like really wild things happen. But, you know, the way that we set it up is really, in a way, heart-centered. I'm really, when I was writing this book, it was really, when Spirit was coming through, they wanted to reach really heart-centered people so that they could, up, you know, they could start taking their wealth ceiling to the next level so that we could fund the causes that we want and have economic power and economic power being as beautiful as spiritual power. 
especially at a time like this when we're, we're seeing our, our, our bad uncles at play. Are yeah, naughty, pretty, they're, are, they're, are they're being very naughty and they're not helping the yeah. earth. And so we do, you yeah. know, it's kind of like matching that, right? It's like, okay, it's, yes. we get to choose also where we want to put money. Like we can put money towards healthy oceans and healthy jungles and we can put money towards healthy children. So we exactly. get to choose that. That's us. And exactly. if we have money of our own, then we can we can do that more. We can put money towards the things that matter. And if we just shrink away out of judgment of money or things like that, I mean, I don't feel resonant with a lot of the money coaches. Some of them, I don't really feel resonant because I think it's kind of formulaic. And there, so there is like some stuff that's phasing out, I feel that doesn't, that feels icky and not correct. And what I'm liking about what you're sharing is that it feels really honest and it feels just like a calling forth. Like, hey, you came here to be a, a player on the earth for the good. So you need to get armed up and that includes money. So get yourself armed up and do your work to accept all this money so you can be in service. In yes. A way. Take the actions required that you're inspired to take. And yes, I, because we want to tip the balance. And so, you know, we're used to like thinking about millionaires and billionaires being greedy little bastards and not sharing. And that's because heart-centered folks, people, step it up because you're more likely to share your wealth. <laughs> and we need really wealthy people who are dialed into their hearts to help bring balance back, you know? Yeah. And the people that are really wealthy and hoarding it, they're hurting. So they just don't know how to stop hurting because they don't understand. Well, they're scared. I mean, you know, we're all traumatized. We we were indoctrinated with the most intense lies and, you know, yeah. Learning how to deconstruct those. And that's a part of it. Like when you see the the greedies, it's just trauma. It's just trauma. You know, it's, yeah. it's just uh, just generations of trauma, generations of trauma, and also a lot of programming around where power comes from. You know, and power and comes from the thing is, spiritual yeah. people, we know power doesn't come from money. Yeah, we know where power comes, what true power is, and then this is just a reciprocity exchange. That's all, but it helps us to do good work in the world. So we need it. Yeah, we need it, and it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's a wonderful ally. It's just a wonderful ally. But you know, money, just like you know, other things, it's. It is a magnifier. So a lot of people are are afraid of money because though they're afraid of a lot of things because whatever, it's going to pervert their work or whatever. But, you know, I feel like money is a magnifier. Like it in the distorted hands, it will magnify the distortion of the personality. In heart-centered, loving hands, it will magnify that as well. So that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. So we want to be magnifying the love. So what a great, what a great spiritual exercise to get some money and see what it magnifies in you. Like, does it magnify more generosity and more love or does it show some of your shadow side? You still need to heal. In which case, do your work, man. That's what we're here for. So get over yourself. Just do it. Do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Get over your bad self. Get over your bad self. Exactly. So nice. Well, is there anything else you want to share? I know we're, we're in a time crunch here. You got to head out and uh, be a mom. So what what else is there you want to share before we take off? Oh, I, I think I just want to just, you know, invite people to, you know, work consciously towards, you know, f- for this talk towards wealth, like what we're talking about. And to know that there's so many different avenues towards whatever that dream is. And I'm just feeling into what, spirit wants to say hold on they are talking about focus and so you know focus your mind they're pointing you past the shadows into the light that shines behind the shadows they're saying that this is your guiding post and that spirit your spirit team can help you move past the shadows, it's like clouds. So confusion. So if you're confused as far as your direction to really, it's like, imagine that it's just a, just kind of a, some fog, but that there's a sun burning right behind it and shoot your arrow uh, past the clouds towards the sun. And then they're saying, trust each step, but, you know, calling your posse like in big ways, but then be prepared to take that step, even if you don't know where it's headed. 
yeah, I think that's it. Sounds like good advice. And that matches a vision that or download that I got about when we set our vision for what we want to manifest in the world, it's to realize that we're humanity is operating from a consciousness that's lifting, but it's still pretty, like you said, in the shadows and the fog. So when we're making our prayers, it's kind of letting the heart lead with that prayer. Like, like I love that you say, what's your why in the book? Like knowing why it's important because the heart is going to give more accurate information that's aligned with that sun energy. And it's going to give you that path that's more higher than you could imagine, which is what you want. You want more than you could imagine because right now we're operating with kind of some dismal you know, layers of consciousness. So we want to really reach for like well beyond you know, what we thought was possible because there's so much more possible. And if we keep reaching for well beyond what we think is possible, we'll finally kind of get there. You know, like, Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. Don't stick with what you it. know, like keep going beyond. Anyway, bigger the prayers, <laughs> exactly. the bigger the prayers, the bigger the growth. Um, Corinne's story is evidence of that, you guys. Like the bigger the, the bigger the prayer, the bigger the growth. So if you guys want big shifting growth like that, well, you got to take a big leap. So Corinne did, you can, I am, I promise. I am right now doing it and I am calling you, going to let you call me to task. Okay. If you love this episode, everybody, please uh, like, subscribe, share, and we're going to give you kisses now. Here come the kisses, Corinne. Want to give kisses? Oh, sure. Everybody. I love you, Corinne. I love you too. That was so fun. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys next week on Soul Nectar Show. Have a great week. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Yeah.